miss the playoffs. The market's still out there, and it's still red hot. And before we go ahead and look at individual ball clubs, Joe, because th- this was mm-hmm. something like even during the show yesterday, you were like, yeah, we need to do this. Like you're, you're pitching uh, show ideas uh, on air. It's awesome. Um, but I, it matters a great deal to go above and beyond just looking at, say, probabilities from fan graphs or Clay Davenport or, or someone like that. You also have to look at the wherewithal and the resources potentially to make some key trades. So it's one of those things where if you think that the Phillies will not have this magical run, that they will completely fall apart and you think they won't make the playoffs, for instance, then that may also mean because either they made a really bad trade or they didn't make any trades or maybe they were put into a a sell position, whatever it is. To me, looking at the trade deadline and looking at the potential activity for individual ball clubs, I think that matters a great deal as well here. Yes. Uh, would, would you take a look at, so the history of these teams, and we are coming off a year, and I don't know that it would sway uh, smart organizations when we've seen teams make, make deep runs. What about farm system rankings? Figuring mm-hmm. out which teams actually have the depth, where you would look at, let's say, you know, in, in a poor farm system, their top prospects, might be the seventh best in a really deep organization or, or the ones that, you know, you, once you get past 10, you still have players that are expected to contribute at the major league level at a fairly high rate. I, if, if those teams would be more willing to make a move because they have depth in the organization. Absolutely. I, I think yeah. that does matter. And maybe it's not the biggest variable, I think there are other metrics out there that may be more important, but I mean, let's take Baltimore, for instance, we talked about them a good bit and I think uh, they matter in this conversation in terms of overall value within that farm system and overall talent out there. They're probably number one. And because of that, they are in this interesting spot where yes, they should be able to field a really strong ball club for the next few years. At the same time, it does seem like, okay, at some point the Yankees will be back and healthy and, you know, they, they dealt with a little bit of, uh, you know, injury luck, those kinds of things. It, that's not going to last, right? The Red Sox at some point should be really formidable. The Rays have been consistently good. The Blue Jays, you know, perhaps they're a little bit volatile, but right now they're, they're on a, a good, they're right now in a good space. Maybe this is the best chance the O's have to win this division right now. And if, you, if that's the case, and if that's ultimately what they want to conclude, then it would certainly make sense to shoot for the moon and get superstar caliber starting pitching, which they really, really need. And they have the farm system where they have tradable assets in which to do that. Uh, Arizona, they're number two on this list. Is this the best opportunity that the Diamondbacks have to make a serious run to the postseason? Uh, that might be also uh, something to think about, Joe. And and the Dodgers. I, I was looking at MLB.com preseason rankings, and they, they were number two. After all these years of going for it, they're still number two as far as farm system goes. And, you know, on the flip side, the number one trade deadline story with a bullet, the Angels don't have much of a farm system. So how much is that going to weigh their decision with Otani? Because you can kind of re- – he's so great that you could reset everything, you would think. that Where you could 
maybe we maybe end up being one of the top farm systems in the game if that matters to them at this point. So uh, that that's something else that I, I think is pretty interesting. And let's go positive to start things off. And okay. as long as we're talking about Otani, why not bring up the Angels? So the odds are not telling us that Otani is going to be traded. The odds are telling us that Otani is going to stay an Angel when the deadline hits in a week. But the momentum, the steam is giving value on the Angels to make the playoffs. The Angels are four and a half games back this morning to get a wild card spot. And if we think Otani's going to stay, I'm, I'm looking at other teams, Ed, that have much worse odds, meaning you don't have the same value. Like the Padres, for instance, they're seven games back, but to make the playoffs, they're plus 280. Are you kidding me? That's an overreaction to the idea that they might be buyers. Seven games back and they're plus 280. That's a joke. The Mariners are a game behind the Angels, and their odds are plus 550. So if we're saying they're keeping Otani, four and a half does not mean you're out of it, and maybe they end up being closer in a week. Plus 850? Isn't that a ton of value to make? just make it? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> it is. Because I think, again, to the casual observer – it, it's hard for us not to forget about what happened last year. I mean, it became a Twitter thing, uh, you know, in terms of, wow, Trout and Otani, the, this ball club with two of the greatest baseball players of all time can't even field a winning team. And they're certainly not making the playoffs. And the second half was this complete collapse. Fired the manager, all of this stuff. This year's iteration of the Angels, to me, is drastically different. The starting mm -hmm. pitching which we will get to in terms of our MLB card, is significantly better after Otani. The hitting after the first three in the lineup, significantly better than last year. And yet the Angels don't have this sort of, you know, playoff history over the last few years. The Mariners certainly do. And, and some of these other ball clubs that say have better priors coming in. Certainly, I think that's why you have uh, these discrepancies. But I'm with you completely. The Angels at plus 850, the Mariners at plus 550 just because they made the playoffs a season ago. Seattle's okay. toast. We're not sure if the Angels are toast. And, you know, part of it's sort of the, the range of outcomes. Like the Angels could finish worse than the Mariners. It's possible. But does anyone really believe that Seattle can make this massive comeback when the Rangers have shown enough to say they should finish, you know, first or second in the division and the Astros have a much better history? To, I'm with you. The the Angels, uh, yes, at plus 850, that's tremendous value. And the ball clubs that are ahead of them, they're yes. also in this tenuous spot. It's not like that any one of those are bulletproof reliable here. Yes. And, okay, so do we believe with two more months of baseball remaining that all of these American League East teams are going to stay in the race too? Are they all going to buy? None of them are going to sell. Mm -hmm. In New York, they're talking about the Yankees selling. Well, the Yankees are one of the teams mm -hmm. that the Angels would have to jump. So you've got Baltimore as a division leader. Tampa Bay has a wild card spot right now. The Red Sox and Yankees each two and a half games back. And what happens when you play in the AL East? You have a very difficult schedule. So I'm thinking that at least one of these teams is going to bow out. And then guess what? The Angels are sitting there. As, as the team that's next on the list to get into the wild card or maybe a couple back. So as long as they keep Otani, 
I think they're going to be part of this conversation. And it feels like the market is overreacting to the Otani trade talk. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Let's talk about uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. How do you feel about them? Not a team that jumped out to me right now. They are a wild card. They have a wild card spot, obviously being in that division just mentioned, they're going to have a very tough schedule. Uh, what is the number on them to make? Is that what you're looking at? Yes. And of course it's out to of make. order. So yes is minus okay. 270. No is plus 225. Wow. So were you saying no? I, well, it's the first on the list. So I thought you had ideas. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. No, not, not, not one that I have circled. Like I, I circled as okay. far as the make side, as, as far as the make, I like the angels plus eight fifty. the Mariners. I'd want more value since they're behind the angels. So it's hard for me to come up with an angle there. And I, and I think they have a short, shorter odds than the angels uh, because they have the third easiest remaining schedule. You know, a team that I wrote down that once I looked at the number, I quickly scratched off is the Padres. Uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the conversation about them possibly being buyers. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, man, they've been so unlucky. They're 0-9 in extra inning games. Like, you could do that a thousand more times, and I don't know that that's going to happen. Go 0-9 in right. extra inning games. And I, I'm like, okay, I think I can make a case. We know about the, the talent at the, at the top of the roster. And then I see plus 280. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. The plus 280. I, I would be more, I'm not telling people to do this, but I'd be more willing to bet on the Padres to miss the playoffs if this is the number that we're going to get. And that's minus 350. And I don't like that either. But I'm just saying they're seven games back. And, and they might end up selling a little bit in a week. Right. It is also something where you've got the Diamondbacks and the Giants playing good baseball. And mm -hmm. the Dodgers will make a move to enhance starting pitching. I think that's safe to say. And given the history of L.A., it's hard to believe that they're not going to win the division at this point, even though I think the Diamondbacks are very much formidable. But it's just that the Padres might get squeezed out. And it's possible that the Phillies and the Marlins – will be buyers here. So the Padres have to compete with that as well. It makes the most sense for San Diego to sell something like a Blake Snell. You could probably get a lot for Blake Snell, but I'm not sure that's what they're willing to do because they have been so invested in this particular approach that to me, what we see is what we're going to get. Now, I think mm -hmm. there are other ball clubs where you can look at say their first halves and go, okay, that to me is a tad fraudulent. And one that stands out to me would be the Cincinnati Reds. As much as we love Ellie De La Cruz, the market is still telling us that Cincinnati is not going to make the postseason. And I believe that there is a depth problem when it comes to Cincinnati. Yeah, you've got some great young stars there and a, and a couple of great arms, but also, too, would it make sense for Cincinnati to sell off? Uh, a player or two uh, just to kind of bolster what they have going right now, knowing full well that they will very much be in contention for several years down the road. This just isn't the best time to try and go all in this particular season. So, you know, you look at, say, the Reds, no at minus 125. To me, I think that's safe. 
Yeah, that range is really interesting. Reds minus 125, Diamondbacks minus 120, Marlins minus 120. So let me ask you this. Would you rather bet on – you're saying Reds. The team that jumped out to me at, at the same price as the Marlins, and you made a case for them buying. Now, maybe the conversation would change if they do end up buying. They have the toughest remaining schedule in baseball. They're a negative run differential team, and they're a lucky team, 22-9 and nine in one-run games this season. Uh, and let me see how tough this schedule is. Their remaining schedule, they have, oh, okay, just one series with the Braves. That's not bad. Uh, one, a four-gamer with the Rays. They've got to play Texas. They've got to play the Dodgers twice, so six games against them. They've got seven against the Brewers. They've got another series against the Astros. So you see why they have the toughest remaining schedule. At, at minus 120, I don't think that's the worst bet. But, you know, history tells me I wonder if the Marlins are going to go in. They, they scream tweak, don't they? Little piece here, mm-hmm. little piece there. But we're not going to mess up our farm system for the playoffs with so many teams in the hunt. Right. One key bit of advice uh, in general when you're looking at these ball clubs uh, before, say, we look at a couple of others. Um, mm-hmm. Preseason projections, if you are including, say, fan graphs or, you know, pick your favorite source, those tend to be more valuable this time of year than say what happened in the first half. Because even though we look at say 90 to 100 games and think that that tells us a lot, it actually doesn't. Uh, There are so many different permutations and combinations as far as pitchers and hitters. And then you have the luck element and clustering hits and all of that good stuff that there's still a lot of luck that we have seen even up to this point. And if a ball club makes a ton of changes then absolutely that's going to mean that they are that much better, that much worse, whatever it is. And our preseason projections still matter a great deal. And so that to me is a good reason why maybe you want to fade the Marlins if say they aren't making massive moves at the trade deadline. I think they should because this is the best chance they've had in a while. If they don't, then that could overall dictate the health of the ball club because certainly there are things that we can point to to say, you know, like a Yerdy Perez or someone like that who isn't going to be pitching a whole lot the rest of the way. Those are things that you still have to keep in mind going forward, Joe. Quick long shot miss. Can, can I buy you into the idea of Rays, 8-1, to one, tough division. They're, they're four games in right now. But with all those quality teams in the ALEs, could they fall off? They have the third toughest ring schedule. We're seeing some injuries with them, so absolutely you can sell me on that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's go or hell no, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.